On this week's episode, we celebrate the return of European qualification with Drew telling me a story about a European qualification or other game of your, and you've promised me another dog? No, 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 no. An underdog. I know I talk a lot about dogs so on this a dog. podcast. No, it's uh, like a David and Goliath, so to speak. A dog and Goliath. Buckle up. This is Dead Ball Rubbers. Welcome to Dead Ball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy, healthy dose of stupidity, like the perfect amount of candy corn in your Halloween trick-or-treat basket. Yeah, it's like a fine line, because if you have too much of it, then you die way early. Yeah. But you can have, and you can enjoy just enough. And by enjoy, I mean like, it's kind of, it's not a good candy, like candy corn isn't good. No. Let me just let me just get that out there. Let me open the podcast by saying candy corn, not good. Mama Snaves always puts out a bowl of candy corn, and the only person who would ever eat it was Matt Brody. Whenever he came over, he would eat that candy corn. Candy corn is good for like idle eating. Like when I want, when I go to eat a Snickers or a Kit Kat, I'm gonna go with Kit Kat because I like Kit Kat more than Snickers. If I'm gonna go eat a Kit Kat bar, I want the Kit Kat bar. If I'm eating candy corn, it's just like, oh, yeah, there's something here. I guess I'll put it in my mouth. That's – I don't know if that's a good rule to live by. Well, it's the rule <laughs> I'm living by this Halloween, baby. It's, a, it's spooky season. It's, it's spooky season. Yeah. I'm everybody's least favorite athletic writer, Adam Whitaker Snavely, joined, as always, by my real-life brother. Drew Snavely. I don't know why you said brother like – Real-life brother. Like a real-life brother. I don't know. Um, I don't know who I am. Do, do, any of us, do. do any of us know It's international break. I'm very confused. It's, it is international what, break. What's happening. Um, but uh, Well, what's we happening is the United States is going to glorious victories over Cuba. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Weston McKinney scoring the fastest hat trick in United States men's national history. <laughs> Weston McKinney. Well, actually, my Pulisic captain, had the captain, band. My captain. Yeah, Weston McKinney's down for the, like, Weston McKinney's down for the scrap. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That's what I like about Weston McKinney. Weston oh. McKinney is like, you want to fight? I'll fight. Let's yeah, do it. absolutely. Polisic's like, I'll get in your face and be kind of like annoying, but like if somebody throws a punch at Polisic, he's down. He's a one-hitter quitter. Like he, he, he's not going for it. I don't know, man. You've never, you've never seen him in a fight, so I feel like it's kind of an unfair judgment. Christian Polisic has definite like big, like rich, angry white kid vibes when he's trying to fight. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I guess. Like, I guess. People, people that didn't have to struggle a lot, but like, uh, like I'm still gonna be like kind of a dick on the field when I when I get. I'm from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. I'm from the chocolate capital of the world. How <laughs> dare you disrespect me? <laughs> Weston uh, McKinney is from Texas. Oh man! Like all of our uh, United States men's national team legends. You don't mess with Texas. Clint Dempsey. Clint Dempsey. Eddie Johnson. Chris Wondolowski. Chris Wondolowski is not from Texas. No, he's not. <laughs> he played for the the Earthquakes, who are in California, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, for a second, I thought that they were in Texas. Nope. <laughs> San know. Jose, California. Oh. Uh-huh. Bay, Bay Area. In, maybe we should get into the maybe story. Maybe we should talk about the story. Yeah. Drew, you have said that in the spirit of the international break and European qualifiers... Currently happening, you've brought me a story about a Euro 
Yeah. Um, as opposed to a gyro, which not, is a delicious not, yeah, Mediterranean, a Mediterranean sandwich yeah. item. I wish I had a gyro right now. Well, we just both had Taco Bell. so We both just had Taco <laughs> Bell. For me, it's like the first time in probably three years that I've had Taco Bell. Well, but, you ran a half marathon like two weeks ago, so... Yeah, my uh, you've earned it. My body's still trying to catch up to. Uh, You're like on the Michael Phelps diet Replenish all now. the calories that yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, you can eat like forty thousand calories a day, no yeah. sweat. Yeah, that's how that definitely, works. Definitely, but anyways, I have I have brought forth a story of the Euro, um, a tournament actually, like the whole tournament, not just one specific game. There's just a lot of really intriguing stuff when I was reading into this one specific European championship, UEFA Europe, European championship, yeah. mm-hmm. not to be confused with um, the, the club European championship. Oh yeah. The champions, champions league. league and, or before the champions league, the European champions. championship. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> that Nottingham forest won twice. Yeah, exactly. Shouts out Nottingham forest. So we're going to, we're going to hop into our little time machines Ooh. And journey. Ooh, a little time machines. We're going to go on a little journey uh, back to the sweet, sweet years of 1990 and oh. 1991. My 1991, the year of my birth. The year of your birth. Wow. Um, okay, so not that like long. I, well, I 28 years ago. Yeah, almost 30 years. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, it's, we're at qualifications for the 1992 European Championship. Okay. UEFA European Championship. Yeah. Um, back then, the world soccer landscape was pretty different than what it is today. I would imagine. Uh, for example, if you were to win a, a match during the 1992 European qualifying phase, you would only be awarded two points instead of three. Oh, that's so weird. Isn't that Wait, weird? What? When did yeah. that change? It actually changed right after this tournament. Why <laughs> did they get in like, so much trouble with... They didn't get in trouble... Um, they just, it was just always two points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss. Yeah. That, that feels, yeah, it just feels odd because, because three points for a win and one point for a draw feels like, so just like obviously correct. Yeah. You know, it's uh, like, the wins not as rewarding if it's only two points. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to like reward people to like not lose, you know? Yeah, you could like, like get three draws and be in a really good position to advance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's one difference. Um if you were watching a game back then and saw a goalie pick up the ball with their hands that their teammate blatantly played back to them, you wouldn't scream handball because that was allowed, oh, that was allowed. in nineteen ninety two. Yeah. Right. Which was a rule that also changed right, right after, after this <laughs> right after this tournament. Well now it's an indirect kick, right? Uh, yeah, now it's an indirect kick. Yeah, yeah. Um, another. Man, that's. Can I just say that the dumbest and most fun part of any, of the game is when you get an indirect kick in a box, <laughs> and so you have like an entire team just filling the goal, <laughs> waiting for a person to touch the ball, yes. and then like, they try to just like roof it or something. That is one of the greatest parts of the sport when it's you, so messy i just love i love how unrefined it is yes because it is so unrefined yeah you usually just have a guy trying to yeet it into the back of the goals <laughs> as hard as he can yeah <clears throat> that's kind of funny this was actually the last year um that you had to if you're rooting for germany you had to pick a side east or west oh, east west germany yeah um 
So uh, West Germany was Jurgen Klinsmann playing for West Germany at this time? Yes, but actually, shortly after the group draw, which bo- put both West and East Germany in the same group, that feels like a mistake. <laughs> the German reunification happened. Oh, so they became one. Right, two Mr. became one. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Yeah, good old um, Ron. So the teams actually merged. And Wait, like during the championship or right before so it? So it was like they were already drawn in their group. So uh-huh. the the group that they were in just had one less team in it because East Germany basically joined West Germany and they played West Germany's schedule of fixtures because West Germany was the better side. At yeah, the time. right. I'm assuming that's why they did that. Um, but yeah, that was it was 1990. That's wild. I had never even thought about that. Yeah, it. Huh. Yeah, when I was reading it, I was like, "Oh yeah." I mean, yeah, obviously that would happen. Yeah, and I and I knew like I knew up here in my brain that like a unification of the teams occurred, but it never occurred to me that both East and West Germany would be in a tournament at the same time, let alone in a group. Also, I, you just because you never hear about East Germany because East Germany was never very good. Yeah, it was always West Germany that was in that was winning the World everything. Cups. Yeah, Franz Beckenbauer and yeah. The whole, the Klinsmann whole Schnitzel. and yeah, I um, had Wiener Schnitzel for the first time a few weeks ago. Wow, that's awesome! It was delicious. It's so I mean, it's so heavy. Yeah, it's just fried meat in like a sauce, and that, it's great. It's honestly, it's veal, I believe. Ah, uh, that makes me feel kind of bad. It, that's true. That's it's fair. Like baby cow. Yeah. 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 It's like at least give him a chance to <laughs> to live a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> sure. But anyways, um, so for this edition of the tournament, there were 34 teams that were put into seven groups, um, and only the top team from each group advanced to the Euro. So seven winners from the groups, and then one host nation automatically gets to be in. Yeah. So this is like only eight teams make it to the final. That's uh, pretty crazy. Which is significantly smaller than yes. than it is today. The modern version. Yeah. Um, this is just like kind of a side note and doesn't really involve the main portion of the story that okay. I'm going to talk about, but it was a pretty remarkable underdog, um, kind of side story Okay. in the qualifiers. Um, this was the first ever, uh, competitive competition the Faroe Islands were in. Wow. Um, cause they had just been, um, accepted uh, as a official like UEFA, a yeah. UEFA, UEFA. Um, team. Yeah. And so in their first ever game, they were playing Austria, who, I mean, at the time was a good side. They Established. Were just, yeah, they were playing. They played in the previous World Cup. Um, they beat them 1-0. <sighs> And Austria, what are you doing? I don't know. WYD, baby. I was really trying to find FIFA rankings for the teams. Yeah. I could only find um, the Faroe Islands in 1992, and they were like 90-something. Yeah, like top like, Yeah, and Austria was like top 20. So it was a pretty, <laughs> it was a pretty big upset. Gosh. Um, but, yeah, literally the, like, the day after the, Austria, the Austrian coach stepped down. That makes sense. Yeah. You sometimes you just some, you some, gotta, sometimes you gotta hold the L. Yeah. Sometimes you just yeah you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Ask Bruce Arena about holding an L. Oh gosh. Ah. I don't, 
I don't want to do that. So, anyways, the teams that qualified for the final tournament were France, Scotland, Soviet Union, okay. Yugoslavia, uh-huh. Germany, Netherlands, England, and the hosts, Sweden. Okay. A couple things to note from these group winners. Uh, shortly after qualifying, the dissolution of the Soviet Union happened. Occurred, as, yes. as it does. So the team was allowed to compete, continue to compete in, in the in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just under the name of CIS, Commonwealth of Independent States. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, that's uh, that's. <clears throat> there's a lot of like, uh, a lot of Olympic medals and like soccer feats. Um, get attributed to Russia that were like Soviet Union. Yeah. And I know that specifically Ukrainians get really salty about it mm. because Ukraine historically has been like was it was a big feeder yeah. for <laughs> for the Soviet Union's like athletics athletic teams and their programs. Yeah. Um so that was just that's like a s- small side note. Um a second thing is just before the the final tournament began, after the qualifying phase, um, like a month before, the UN placed sanctions on Yugoslavia due to you know civil wars on the Balkan Peninsula and yeah. you know genocide uh, yeah. stuff like that, little things like that. Yeah, so Yugoslavia got banned from the tournament, and so the runners up from their group, Denmark, got the call up. The Danes. The Danes. So literally like a month before, they're like, hey. Denmark, uh, you're in. <laughs> Denmark, you're in. Get Nicholas Bettner in here. <laughs> yeah. So when all the dust settled and the Euro 1992 finally finally began, Group A consisted of France, England, Sweden, and Denmark. And Group B had the recently united Germans, Netherlands, CAIS. Yes, which was formerly known yep. as the mm-hmm. Soviet Union, mm-hmm. and Scotland. 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 So when you're down to eight of the top teams in Europe, yeah, any group you're in is like a group of death. Right? Yeah, oh, totally. And sometimes an underdog sneaks through by overachieving and a little bit of luck. Iceland. Yeah. In the or, last Euro. Yeah, or think like um, the United States men's national team in the 2014 <laughs> World Cup. When we were in the same group as Germany, Portugal, and Ghana. Portugal played like butt that tournament, though. We got lucky. <laughs> we advanced. Yeah, we should have. We Honestly, we should have beat them. Yeah. yeah. We watched that game together. We did we watch were, that we were game. We were in the same place. Yep. That was yep. wild. That was wild. Jermaine Jones' goal of forever. Man, I miss being in the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> we are sad. Thank you, women's national team, for... Mm, for, for alleviating that. Yes. The, the deep, deep hurt. Um, then there are other times when an underdog's run of results are so unlikely you can't help but feel like there's only one explanation. Destiny. Hello, all you extremely popular, cool, and very, very attractive listeners to Dead Ball Brothers. And intelligent. And intelligent. The most intelligent listener, listening base uh, 
of any podcast following, so my research tells me. And you know what they say, intelligence is attractive. Very attractive. So good job, you attractive, intelligent listeners. (laughs) That's Adam and Drew here with a little housekeeping section. If we were sponsored by anybody, this is probably where we would put it. However, we are currently not sponsored by anybody. We're just here having a ball. Loving life. A dead ball. A, uh, if you will. I'm not having fun anymore. Well, too bad. <laughs> You're stuck here, buddy. <laughs> we have a listener of you to read because we like to give shout-outs to people who gave us a, a, a review on the old Apple Podcast or whatever. Usually we read them for Apple Podcasts because that's where it's easy. Inaccessible. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, I this this name is interesting. If I pronounce it like it's spelled, it is Dregyop. Um, D-R-E-G-Y-O-P. Nice. So. I'm looking forward to this. Don't know what that means, but five stars. Thank you so much. 27th listener. This was after the podcast where we joked about how there were 27 people listening to the podcast. Uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Happened a couple episodes ago. These guys tell a great story and find great ways to put the listener into the history. Keep it up. Hashtag full mingo. Oh, full mingo. Obviously, Dreg Yop is a forward Madison FC fan. I can tell, which I am as well. Who is not a fan of flamingos? Everybody. So yeah, I, I went to I went to the uh, the Richmond Kickers and Forward Madison game. Um, yes, probably like a, uh, it was like a month ago or ish, something like that. Now, yeah, a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, which was fun. I almost got Drew to go with me. He was busy doing something. Yeah, I don't remember what I was doing, but it was really important. But I got to hang out. <laughs> I got to hang out with people, uh, some friends of mine that I already knew, met some new friends, met um, a couple people from Ford Madison. Yeah. And including the owner. Oh, that's pretty cool. Pretty, yeah. He just came up to me. Yeah. I was hanging out with Pablo Moore yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from The Athletic. And, uh, just casual and, name drop. Yeah, just casually. Yeah, me, me, me and Pablo just slack <laughs> each other. Memes, usually. <laughs> um but uh, we were we were just hanging out, like watching the game and talking and stuff. And the the owner of Ford Madison came up and started talking to us. So we're like, "Oh, hello, what's up?" I'm a fan of owners that like talking with people. I guess super chill. He's just yeah. like wearing cargo shorts and a hat and stuff. Yeah, very dad. But anyways, we are way off topic. Now. We are way off topic. I like Ford Madison a lot, and I also like you, Dreg Yap. Thank you very much. Thank for you so much. Leaving us a five star review, as always, it really really helps us. If you leave a review on our podcast. Also, we have currently tapped out of all of our backed up reviews that we had when we started just doing one an episode. So if you want to leave us a review, that would be great because it could give us something to read in this section right here. We are scraping the the bottom of the barrel. We have 32 ratings right now, five stars, and silver reviews. And we're thankful for each and every one of them. And we would love some more. So please please review us so that Adam doesn't have to ghost write some reviews from fake accounts that he makes up. I have already left us a review. <laughs> just just to be clear, I'm trying to game the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it clear that it was me. You I got, made it funny. Yeah, you got to you got to play the system. Have you left us a review? Yeah. I mean, like I didn't write a review, but I gave myself 5 stars. I'm just like, trying to game this algorithm, you know what I mean? I gave us 5 stars. We're so. out here hustling in yeah, these we are. internet streets. Yeah. We have some potential merch coming 
hot off the presses. We don't do. We? Um, yeah. uh, currently, we are in test phase, so we're waiting on samples and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I've cranked out a couple of shirt designs. I know I kind of teased one on the Twitter account, and people were actually responding and giving me feedback, and I changed. I tweaked some things. Um, but, uh, yeah, hopefully that'll be stuff that's on the lookout soon. Um, we don't have a Patreon or anything to, like, make money off of this at all. So um, We're just having fun. We're just having fun. And if you think the designs are cool or want to give us a support thing, um, you can. It's not like, a, oh, like, <laughs> we're trying to feed our families. Please, please pay us money. <laughs> we um, have jobs. <laughs> we do. We both do have jobs. Um, but uh, if you uh, like the stuff, um, maybe you consider buying it. And we'll make a couple bucks off of that, too. And that would be pretty neato. Super neat. So, Drew, we have more story to get into. Yeah, I feel good about finishing this. Why don't you play that music, and then we will be right back. Welcome back from that music that has been told to us by basically everybody that has listened to this podcast that it slaps. It's scientifically proven. Four out of five doctors say this music slaps so hard that it will fix your back problems. Yeah, yeah. It's better than going to a chiropractor, actually. It's, yes. Yes. Drew? Absolutely. You've told me that this is an underdog story, and you've told me the teams that were participating in this Euro... And I think I know, I think I have the team pinpointed that it's about. Do you? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to save it. Okay. I'm going to save it up here because I don't want to ruin it for everybody yeah. that doesn't know. But I'm pretty sure I know because in the realm of Euro underdog stories, there's basically Greece. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure there's one other team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Those are like the two. Uh-huh. So I, I, I think figured it was like a, a pretty popular story, but um, I came across it. I just thought a lot of the stuff was was interesting in the story. And, and I don't know any of the details about it. So And I'm going to tell some details. And Let's get into the Hopefully there are a few listeners that are um, surprised by, by this story. Heck so yeah. we're going to focus on Group A. Um, since that's the group where most of the magic's happening in this year's edition of the UEFA European Championship. Right. Um, so like I said, Group A consisted of France, England, Sweden, and Denmark. Yes. Um, so the Netherlands and Germany, who are in the other group, they take care of business early on. Um, as they are wont to do. As they are wont to do. It's the Netherlands and Germany. Yes. But the same could not be said about heavy favorites, England and France, who are in Group Oof. A. England and France, what you doing, babies? Well, England's are always, like, uh, outrageously overrated. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised whenever they Unless they're, they're on home like, soil. Unless they're on home soil. Both both internationally and usually their players at the club level. Oh, don't even get me started on Ross Barkley. Except for Jaden Sancho. Jaden Sancho, baby. Jaden Sancho is an angel. <laughs> So in the first uh in the first matches of group A, Sweden draws France and Denmark draws England. So all teams are square. We're all square at one point. One point apiece. Mm-hmm. In the second match in the second set of matches, Sweden beats Denmark okay. and France draws England. So Ooh, yeah, that makes this a, a big cluster F. 
Yeah, so Sweden has three points, and there's a lot less disparity between teams because you only went two points. Yeah, two points yeah, for yeah, win. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Sweden only, Sweden has three points. England and France both have two, uh-huh. and Denmark has one. Oh yeah, this could really easily end. It's, it's anybody's. Yeah, the groups with still, several teams with yeah. three points. Okay, in the third and final set of matches. Sweden comes from behind to beat England 2-1. All right, so they advance. So they advance. Straight up. Incredibly, Denmark scores a late goal against France. Mm-hmm. One of the best teams in Europe at the time. Yep. I mean, this is, this is a France side that um, has, like, um, Didier Deschamps. Didier Deschamps. Didier Deschamps. Um, uh, Eric Cantona. He's on. He's on that is, side. Is it Young Zidane on there? Uh, had uh, he not broken in yet? Uh, he had not broken in. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he would have to be very, really, really young. Yeah, yeah. So Denmark uh, wins two one, uh, and since England lost yes. to Sweden, uh-huh. they only had two points. Denmark has three, three because points. they got a win and tie. So. This is this is remarkable for a couple reasons. <laughs> this is uh, remarkable. The first... You sounded like Steve Bull there for a second. <laughs> so okay, okay. You got the three points and the two. You beat them. <laughs> yes, yes. So the the first reason why it's kind of remarkable um, is that Denmark wasn't even supposed to be here. Right, Yugoslavia was Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia was supposed to be here. They got sanctioned by the United Nations, and Denmark took their place. Um, two, the Danes were good, but nobody in their right mind was betting on them to make it out of the group with England and France in it. And Absolutely. host Sweden, like because you always get that host bump, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they're I, like a they're like a thirteen seed. Yeah, so, <laughs> in, in the NCAA playoffs. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty remarkable feat for Sweden and. Denmark to yes. advance from this group. Definitely. Um, Kim Vilfort, a, a Danish midfielder, told BBC, we couldn't fail because there were no expectations. <laughs> if we lost 5-0 three times, then that would have not mattered. We played without nerves because we thought we'd be going home. That's fair. And like, that's, like, I get that. Here, here's the thing, too. Because specifically with with England and France – in these tournaments, like both those teams, specifically France, France, I feel is always so volatile at all of these tournaments. It's I think they've gotten better, yeah, in in the the last several years. But it just seemed like every every other like World Cup, it would either be like France is gonna win or get to the final, and then the next the next World Cup, it would be like complete implosion don't even make it <laughs> like like it was because no because it was like 1998 win 2002 didn't really do anything 2006 makes it to the final 2010 the the team like mutinies against laurent blanc oh, and and the team crashes out in the group stage yeah not not great no um but hey if it brings you home uh, a world cup win every 20 years 12, yeah 16 to 20 years you're, you're doing pretty good you're doing better than like 99 98 percent of the teams out there yes exactly so um moving on to the semifinals absolutely um denmark versus so the first match is germany and sweden okay um germany 
defeats the resilient host Sweden three uh, to two. Their the, luck ran out. The combined forces. Germany went and Voltroned. Yeah, exactly. Um, in the second semifinal, they created the Megazord. They created the Megazord. <laughs> East and West Germany. Oh my gosh. In the second semifinal match, it was Denmark who had to face Group B winners and reigning European champions, Netherlands. Yes. Um, Netherlands are good as crap. They are very good. Very rich history of being good. Yes. <laughs> uh, two first half goals almost, almost saw Denmark through, but a late Dutch goal sent that game into extra time. Let's go. In this 30-minute extra time period, no girls, no goals were scored. No girls were scored. <laughs> no girls were scored either. Oh, my God. So that meant the winner would be decided in the greatest possible way to decide a game. Golden goal. Penalties. <laughs> but you know we love golden goal on this podcast. Oh, yeah, we definitely do. Um, I guess this would be a good time to mention that the – that Denmark and Denmark had Peter Schmeichel, Danish and Manchester United legend, right, 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 between right. the sticks. Okay, so pretty dece. So <laughs> it's like if you want a guy in in goal for you for penalties in a major European competition, he's like you're probably picking one of the best goalkeepers. Yeah, that has lived. Yeah, definitely. That would, that would be good for you. At this point, he he had played one season with United. Um, okay, so, so he hadn't. The legend had not been cemented yet. Yeah, but he was still still good, incredibly talented. Still good. Yeah, um, he saved Marco van uh, Basten's penalty, mm-hmm. um, and that was all the Danes needed, as all five of their penalty takers found Pater. Whoa! If you guys don't know what Pater it is, it's basically just a, a mining term. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Which means you found the gold. <laughs> We're going into the etymology of this term. Uh, mining. Uh, <laughs> country roads. Take me home. Oh, to the place where I belong. West Virginia. Mountain mama. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're, you're Peter Schmeichel is saving Marco Van Basten's penalty. And this guy's a three-time Bell- Ballon d'Or winner. Ballon d'Or? Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or. Dior. Ballon. Like the fragrance. <laughs> like the fragrance. <laughs> Uh, gosh. So, I mean, at this point, Denmark, who, if you haven't listened to the rest of this episode, wasn't even supposed to be in this tournament, was now heading to the 1992 European Championship Final. I would just like to say, I was right. You're, okay. okay. I was correct. Um, Sorry. (laughs) Just got excited there for a second. Yeah, really excited. Really moved the earth. The Danes' date with destiny was set. Mmm. You think almost every everyone expected Denmark to lose? You bet your bottom dollar they did. <laughs> you betcha. Because, as I stated earlier, Germany won their semifinal match against Sweden. Yes. And the Germans were reigning World Cup champs. Yeah. West Germany. And were, now they had... Now they're combined, which East is like... Germany's best players. Most... Still mostly still West Still mostly Germany. West Germany. <laughs> um... They they were reigning World Cup champs. They were ruthless and efficient, and steamrolled pretty much everybody that they played. They were the final boss, like Doctor <laughs> Eggman or Ganondorf. In this scenario, Denmark's obviously Sonic or Zelda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you guys weren't, I, I, my caught, drift. I caught the analogy. It was a good one. Yeah, uh, 
the matchup wasn't even a possibility a month prior um, to this to this match actually happening because it's like June twenty eighth at the time, mm-hmm. and Denmark found out that they were going to be in the tournament on like May thirtieth. Like yeah yeah. yeah. It, it, it is crazy. Um, the game takes place in Gothenburg, Sweden, which is a real place. Gothenburg. 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 I don't. I'm not sure exactly. I don't think it's pronounced Gothenburg, but I don't have. It's G O T H E N U R G. I know how it's spelled, but now ever ever since, ever yeah. since ever since Torquay. the, the Torquay yeah. debacle, yeah. I'm kind of like, ah. Uh. Well, this this is a really really minor detail. But there are 38,000 people there at the final. So it was, a, it was a pretty big match. Are you listening to a pronunciation of, of it right now? I'm, I'm, I'm trying. No, nah, it's, it's not worth it. Okay. We're, we're moving on. Sorry we're to go- any Swedish people out there. Yes. Sorry if Gothenburg is not the way that you say it. It's probably not. Hot topic, Berg. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately have a history of pronouncing town, in, town names and cities wrong. You do. So here we are. Um, the game starts. The Germans get the first big chance of the game when, Makes Stef- sense. when Stefan Ruder attempted to chip Michael one on one. The Dane came up with a huge save, um, which was a pattern this game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 18th minute, a Danish counter pressing move that probably made Jurgen Klopp cry for a couple <laughs> of reasons. <laughs> one true, being he's German, true. and two being like, wow, that's a beautiful counter press. Um, led to. John Jensen's screamer from the top of the box. Denmark is up 1-0. Let's get it. In Obviously, a, definitely, also definitely Jensen. Definitely, oh, uh, yeah. Jensen. Jan Jensen. Probably John, but <laughs> John Jensen. John Jensen, Maybe yeah. Jan Jensen. I don't know. That makes, that makes a lot more sense. Yes. Yeah. I know it's Soft J, like yeah. a Y. Yeah, 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 yeah. Soft J. It's my rapping name. Um, <laughs> Mixtape. This is, uh, this is the... Part where Denmark shouldn't like park the bus, right? I mean, yeah, up one nil against the reigning World Cup champions, um, especially when you have as much firepower as the German side has. You're you're buckling down all the latches. You're trying to preserve this one. I'm lead. talking full Concacaf, full Concacaf. As many buses as can park every single bus you can <laughs> in that goal, and you start kicking some legs, boy. Yeah. For the next hour. 16 minutes uh, of game time. Um, the Germans dominated, but were never quite able to break down both the Danish defense and the keeper, Peter Schmeichel. It's like, it's like, like Mike, the movie. Like, where he's like, I want to play like Mike. With Tracy McGrady. But like, like Schmeichel. Oh, gosh. You're welcome. That's so bad. It was bad. In the 78th minute, some nifty dribbling saw Kim Vilfort, who we heard from earlier in this podcast. We did. Nothing to lose. A couple, nothing to lose. Um, passed two defenders before kissing a shot off the post and into the back of the net. That was so sensual. <laughs> it's only sensual if you make it sensual, man. Come on. <laughs> did he get consent first? Oh, uh, he got consent. He got consent. Yeah, yeah. We always get consent here. Deadball Brothers is pro-consent. Pro-consent. And pro-Denmark being up. 2-0. Denmark! On Evil Villains Germany. <laughs> the, yeah. the final boss. The Germans. The Germans. Um, for the last 10 minutes, 
the Germans were unable to penetrate the Danish defense. Oh, not a good reason to use penetrate. And the Come results on, stood. Man. The Danes won. 2 0. So you could say that uh, Peter Schmeichel was protector of Danish virginity. Yes, yes. To he quote, allowed. To quote one of my favorite movies. There was no penetration happening nope. on Schmeichel's watch. Nope. No way. Not a chance. In true villainy fashion, Germany finished with five yellow cards. Ah. Uh, those jerks. Disappointed. Dis- really. I'm fr- disappointed, uh, frankly, shocked. Yes. Oh, absolutely. A disservice shocked. to the game. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and our friendly Danes finished with just one. And I'm sure five it was yellow- like a tactical, tactical foul. I'm five sure. yellow cards in the 90s is like, because like getting a yellow card in the 90s is like, all right, you actually assaulted somebody. You got away with so much stuff. Yeah. In the late 80s and early 90s. So they really. Yeah, they they really they really screwed him up. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, uh, the the game ended two nil, um, and that's the story of how Denmark, the team that didn't even qualify for the tournament, won the nineteen ninety two UEFA European Championship. That's dope, man. Shouts to you, Yugoslavia. That's how. Yeah. Shouts to Yugoslavia for being terrible. Uh, some human rights violations that yeah. allowed Denmark to win that. I feel like if and when the United States men win a major international tournament, it'll kind of be like that. <laughs> I mean, it has to be the World Cup then, because because uh, the Gold Cup is not Gold Cup is Gold not. Cup doesn't count. No, twenty twenty six, sixty four teams maybe, oh, possibly. God, I forgot about that. A lot more parity. I thought they were going to go to forty eight. Or er, no. I think, it, I think it was 64. I could be wrong. That's so many teams. I mean, teams. I, I know, but I know it makes it's it good like in a lot of ways. The the odds are greater for a non-traditional powerhouse to win a tournament like that because it's more similar to like um, like NCAA March Madness where you have like your eight studs. But Yeah, yeah. I, I know, and, and I know this. It, it My big thing is that you're going to – if you're still going to do that in a month, that's going to be so much soccer for for the individuals to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. And good thing it's in three countries then. You definitely, <laughs> you're definitely like diluting the the quality of the games. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Like I know the the pros and cons, and I like the idea of more representation for like non traditional powers, um, specifically everywhere that's not Europe. Um, yeah, but like the, on the flip side, like the World Cup as it is right now is so good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it is a it is a good time, a very good time. It's something that doesn't seem to be broken in terms of like the competitive balance. Yeah, I was gonna say not FIFA like as an organization, not like politically <laughs> or the economic effects on the host countries or the human rights violations that are currently happening in Qatar. Um, all that good stuff. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Love Can't it. even get started on that. That's a whole other can of beans. Can of worms. Worms and beans. Cans of something. There's a lot of cans. A lot of non-perishables going yeah. around. Yeah, that aren't, aren't pleasant at all by any means. There's no way that World Cup is happening in Qatar. Dude, uh, they haven't changed it yet. It's just not, it's not going to happen. I can't, I don't see how it's going to happen. Three years. Winter. Winter 2022. Whatever, man. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, well, 
Uh, well, that's all, folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Drew, thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening. As always, you can give us five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or really anywhere that you listen to your you, podcast. You don't have to even write anything clever. You could just say something nice about us. Yeah, or something like that's mean about us. If you're thinking about procrastinating and not doing it or like, oh, I'm going to write a review. I'm just not going to do it right now. Hey, how about you stop doing that and uh, take five minutes and just write something. Write a sentence. Mm. It helps that's- us out. Is this Creative Writing 101? Uh, no, if class? it was Creative Writing 101, I would give you some sort of prompt. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Like, uh... I'm bored. Mustache. Mustache. Okay, write a... Okay. Write a haiku. Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Or I would show you a picture. Oh, somebody please write us a haiku in the reviews. That would be incredible. A haiku review. A haiku review. Uh, the uh, highest praise. A recue. Uh, as always, you can follow us on social media at Deadball Pod. Everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram. That's it. Email us, <laughs> uh, deadballpod at gmail.com. If you didn't hear last week's episode or missed us talking about it, last week's episode completely stemmed from a listener question that they emailed us. And we got a full episode out of it, which was pretty cool. Very cool. And he was pretty psyched about it on Twitter too, Julian. Yeah. Julian like was like, oh, like that's I crazy. I can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was that was pretty fun. Uh, it was cool that we can make that happen. No promises that we can make that happen for you. Maybe your question isn't interesting, and if that's the case, then get more interesting questions. But that did happen one time, so yeah. maybe it could happen again. We are on TikTok. We we are not on TikTok because we're not teens. Yeah, we're a little too old for that. We're both married men. Just, just in case you guys were searching at Deadball Pod on TikTok, you're not going to find you're us there. You're not going to find us there. We have, it, we have no high school memes uh, to do on TikTok. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to avoid that platform at all costs. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but um, I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's everything that we have. We'll be back next week. Uh, I'm going to be telling a story. We're going to get a little into spooky season so close to halloween dead ball brothers go spook i mean we have a skull on our logo oh yeah that is true we were born to be spooky this is our month bro yeah that and um dia de los muertos yeah yeah indeed so we should do something cool for that that too put it Maybe. in write it down all right we're writing it down we're we're, 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 we're getting out of here thank you guys so much for listening thank you thank you thank you we will be back next week with an episode until that time we love you very much goodbye